Good morning and welcome to the episode of F and I'm doing a podcast. A podcast about pop cultural talk. Uh if have you will, getting my shit off, you know, and I'm still tripping about the Cat Williams interview because man, Cat Williams like got that shit off. He really did. In summary, he basically broke it down. He basically told what everybody kind of knew, but it put it out loud, put it on Front Street. And it caused, it was, it was, it's brutal. There were one-liners in there that had me dying. The Netflix and Tubi, or the, or the whole, all the wives are the same comment. And then you went to do the research and went, oh shit. So this is, it was hilarious to me. Cat Williams is a funny motherfucker, but he ain't afraid of shit when it comes to comedy. And he stands in his business. And he's ready to read somebody. I gotta respect that a little bit. But this isn't about Cat Williams. This is about Beverly Hills Cop. I watched one and two, and I thought I'd do a little... Summary retrospective, my thoughts on it, seeing it now with fresh new eyes, as opposed to seeing it in the theaters in 1984. And it's still a damn good movie. Part one is some of the best stuff ever because it wasn't done like that at the time. So it was cool seeing Eddie Murphy's character be so brash and do whatever, you know, in front of the, uh, Rich people talking shit, getting into places, you know, by talking about someone having a uh, disease. And, and, and fi- in fact, that whole scene doesn't age well at all. But the whole the whole vernacular, the whole the whole rhythm behind it, you know, and everything with the, the cat, because the 80s were a different time. The 80s. Shit got made fun of that isn't made fun of now. Nor should be, really. But Beverly Cop was rare. I enjoy Beverly Hills Cop 2 a little more, but in retrospect, I kind of love one more than two. It used to be back in the day, I loved two more than one. And because Tony Scott, Tony Scott. Made it so stylized and so sharp. It was upgrade. It was like it was like you were saying, "This is the upgrade. This is what happens when you upgrade." Uh, and the Martin Breast stuff was what you find on Wish. Not that Martin Breast Beverly Top is bad. It's not. It's excellent. I I love the series. And honestly, going back and rewatching it made me want to add the soundtrack to my Spotify. So. I was listening to the soundtrack on Spotify while I was working. Throwing bags and freight. Bella's Cop, though, is is so rare. And there's so many good things. You've got uh, the whole, the whole storyline. He goes to Beverly Hills because his friend was murdered in front of him after being assaulted by these two goons. Then he later finds out these guys worked for Victor Maitland. In his uh, art gallery, uh, not his art gallery, but his uh, his uh, yeah, his art gallery thing, as for security. And 
his friend, a criminal, got his hands on some bear bonds and tried to run off with him. And then, of course, he fucked around and found out. It was while seeing Mike from Breaking Bad playing the villain, but he's played the villain forever. And seeing him as Mike in Breaking Bad, I was expecting, well, he's on brain, he's playing the villain, but he's playing a much better villain as opposed to the guys he's played before. Uh, Lisa Abacher is uh, in in one as Jenny, the art per, the art director of the their direct the she uh, she manages the art gallery of one of Maitland's shops, and I really wish Hollywood would have had the balls to let Eddie go full on because the second time you see it or the second my first viewing of it after so long. You see that Lisa's character easily could have been the love interest. There were moments between them I'm thinking, damn. They they work good together and they look good together. So why couldn't they have got together? I'm just saying. It's not like Barrel's Cop 2 where you've got Bogomil's daughter he who call who uh, he calls to find out what's going on with Bogomil and he hears the daughter, and then later on, he goes to the daughter's house, uh, 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 goes to Bugmail's house, checking out some things, and then runs to his daughter, and then out of nowhere, she says, uh, well, she says, well, you continue looking for things, I'm going to take a shower. Just randomly. And she kind of was, she kind of wasn't used right in the thing, she kind of gave some exposition and detail here and there, but... She really wasn't. You really didn't know where the where she where to put her really, because this mostly was Eddie Murphy doing his Eddie Murphy thing. It was it was more past. It was more Eddie Murphy leaning into the good guy side or the good the non cussing side to a point, and then you had the Eddie Murphy of old kind of fading away in this. Uh, because there were moments in this where he kind of was doing a bit, but then again, he was doing a bit in the first one. No complaints there. But you kind of see where there were moments where, okay, Eddie, you're gonna do a bit here, then you can do a bit here, and then you're gonna do some stuff with Bogomil and and not Bogomil. You can do some stuff with uh, Taggart and uh, and uh, and, the, and Judge Reinhold, and after that. Uh, we're gonna do a shootout. I like the scene involving them getting uh, getting sh- shot at at the at the strip club because there's a visual where you see Eddie and uh, Taggart and Judge Reinhold in action mode, and you kind of like that kind of thing because these guys are not Judge Reinhold's not know, known for the action guy, so it was kind of it was kind of different seeing him that in that form. And then of course you had the Rambo jokes here and there. And you also had Bridget Nielsen, who just came off of, off of a divorcing professor alone. And there was a whole fuck Rambo moment that Tiger says. And there was a whole scene of uh, Bridget Nielsen's character, who kind of came off. And the, at the first time, first viewing of it, you're like, bam, that, that big badass woman, she's, she's yelling and screaming. But the second time you see it, 
She's yelling out the call signs of how long they got. And then she's shooting up the uh, the, the, the uh, chandelier. And shooting up glass and here and there. And barking odors. And before she leaves, she shoots up the glass. And that's supposed to be their, their, that was their, that was their insight. That was their end right there. And then boom, we're going to shakedown. Playing. She wasn't, the villains in this weren't like, uh, they were Victor Maitland-like. Almost a little too much Victor Maitland-like. I would have liked, and I hope Cop 4 does something different. I would have liked to have been a little more edgier. The the rob the whole alphabet robbery situation. The villains got away three times before they solved the case, the main case. Three times, and then it, it resulted in a shootout at the end. In the uh, at the uh, race at the horse area. At the racetrack area. So. It was. It was a decent film. And. If you're talking about comparison. Bad Boys. Better Close Cop 2. It would be Bad Boys. Bad Boys had the action. But Bad Boys had over the top action. The ridiculous amount. I would not like to see over top action. The ridiculous amount. In Better Close Cop 2. It was a fine film. It was a good film. And it earned its money. The mystery for me is how Cop 3 failed so bad. I haven't seen Cop 3 yet. Re- uh, revisited. I may later on this weekend. But I did not like Cop 3. The only thing I took from Cop 3 was... Damn. They shot his boss. Damn. That was a really emotional funeral... Al Green singing. Damn. So Eddie is basically playing Eddie PG in a way. And the whole Disney, it was Disney, the whole Wonder Wheel, Wonder Place, and the whole Make a Fake uh, music park. I felt was like 80s music park. And I think this came out in the in the early 90s if I'm correct. It it didn't it didn't do anything for me at all. Eddie is in a mascot thing and he's talking trash to this kid and talking trash to people. Okay? The villain the villain was so weak. I mean, it made me want Victor Maitland back. Victor Maitland was like, this motherfucker kill him. Not get some goons and, and chase him around the park. He was so lame. And that's my memories of it. Just sad. But Cop 4 is coming out soon. I really hope Cop 4 delivers and wipes away the memory of Biblical Cop 3. I'm kind of curious and fearful of what's going to happen to Bogomil, uh, not Bogomil, but Taggart and Judge Reinhold's character. 
and Paul Reiser's character. There are memories in this one as well. And I like the nostalgia of, oh, so-and-so came back for two. That was good. Oh, so-and-so came back for this. That was that was okay. But when the same character shows up in three and the character shows up in four, you kind of want there to be more of a reason. It can't just be memories, even if it's been 40 years. But I liked it. And I hope that if uh, <coughs> if you're getting ready to gear up for Beverly Cop 4, give it a look on Paramount. That's where I caught it. And I plan on checking out the third one as well. I like Tony Scott's style in 2. And I don't have any complaints to a point. About the storyline, it kind of, it kind of was a safe storyline in ways. Yeah, Bogmo got shot, but he didn't die, and the stakes, and and the way that they kind of, he kind of, they kind of left him out the whole entire movie almost. I don't know if it was a health reasons behind it, but he cared to get shot at the beginning, and then. Later on, when you asking, when the daughter shows up to ask the exposition, she says, "Oh yeah, he's starting to feel, he's starting to feel okay in speaking now." Okay, yeah, that's cool. We're going to the next thing. You're like, okay. There wasn't any moment between Eddie and Bogmill at the in the middle of this. There, there would have been cool if Eddie could have some moment with Bogmill. Yeah, this man, blah, 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 I did this. Yeah, they said it, but I don't know. And three just kind of fell to the wayside. Rest in peace, Ronnie Cox. He was awesome. But uh, this is FN. I'm doing a podcast. Barrel's Cop review, sort of commentary, if you will. A quick run, anyway. I hope you have a great Friday. It's raining here, so I'm going to drive safe. And you do too. Have a great time. I love you. Bye.